in this episode of the series entitled The Goat, which means the greatest of all time. Our student pastor, Chase Durham, talks about Psalm 1 and compares the blessed man to the wicked man. The blessed man is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit and is prosperous. We all strive to be like this blessed man. Therefore, we must be careful as to not allow unholiness to slowly pollute our lives. Now let's hear from Pastor Chase. All right, gentlemen, if you have your copies of God's Word, let's open up to Psalm chapter 1. That's where we're going to start this morning. Excited to be with you guys. I'm going to take that off. Let's see here. There we go. I do not like being confined. Here we go. Okay, Psalm chapter 1. Let's read this together. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Let's pray together. Father, as we start this morning, as we start this new year, Lord, I pray that we would be like the blessed men in this passage. That there would be no ounce of wickedness, no ounce of sin in us, that we would have a wholehearted pursuit of your holy and precious name. Lord, may we grow closer to you this morning. May your word sanctify us, and may we worship you with all of our heart, soul, and strength. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 Gentlemen, to start our morning, I've brought some uh, props, and where's the Zoom camera? Oh, man, that's going to be tough. Yeah, if you could do that. So what I have here is I filled up just a jar of water, um, and the reason being with this Psalm chapter 1 passage, it says, blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season. And so as I was just meditating on this passage and thinking about what a blessed man is, he is planted by something that is nourishing. And so here, I just have some good clean water. And when I think about this water, it, when you serve someone some water, it's an evidence of hospitality. It's an evidence of care. I think about my kids who are playing out in the hot, hot winter of Texas, at least a couple days ago. And I go outside to the front yard, they're playing basketball, and I bring all the neighborhood kids some water and Gatorade. And they're excited. It brings joy. It brings nourishment. It quenches their thirst. The water is a good thing. And so when we're looking at this Psalm chapter 1 passage, blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord, who's me- who meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of living water that yields fruit. Much like water produces um, fruit in people's lives, it makes them healthy and strong and refreshing. And so as we go into this new year, I'm sure a lot of you have considered some New Year's resolutions. 
I'm sure and I hope that at least at the top of these resolutions is that it would be a year where you get to grow closer to the Lord. I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe it's reading a chapter of scripture a day. Maybe it's reading for five minutes a day. Maybe it's praying with your wife or, or, or bringing your grandkids to church this year. I, I, I don't know whatever it is, but I, I hope that there is something on the top of your list to grow in your faith. And this passage is something that has been lingering around in my mind as we start this new year because I know if I surveyed you, if I asked you, do you want to be like the blessed man or do you want to be like the wicked man, we're all going to raise our cup to the blessed man. We want to have a life that produces fruit. We want to have a life that is like a cold glass of water on a hot summer day to other people that brings refreshment and joy. That's the picture of a blessed man. But... There are a couple verses that I have not talked about. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So I am willing to bet that all of us would desire to be like this cold, refreshing glass of water to the people around us. That we want to be a refreshment to our wives. We want to be a refreshment to our kids. We want to be a refreshment to our neighbors. But what this psalm does is it contrasts the blessed man and the wicked man. And so with this, those verses or those words in chapter 1, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the way of the wicked, who sits or who stands not in this in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers there is a progression that happens it goes from walking to standing to sitting think of it this way maybe you listen to something that is unholy and then you begin to adopt and believe something that is unholy. And then all of a sudden you begin to practice something that is unholy. You see the progression of what could happen with sin. So here's what I've brought to illustrate this. Remember, we have the, this cold, refreshing glass of water. This would illustrate our blessed life of holiness and purity and pursuit of the Lord. Blesses the man who, who walks not in the way of the wicked. There are some things in our lives that will come up, and they're, they're just little tiny pebbles, little tiny stones. They might be something that we hear on a podcast. They might be something we hear on a radio, something unholy, unwholesome that we kind of get a kick out of, and, and we laugh at, we, we look, we, we maybe continue to listen more because of that. And these little stones of, of, of wickedness all of a sudden just start kind of creeping in. And I don't know about you guys, but I would still drink that water. I mean, it, those rocks weren't super dirty. I would still probably be a refreshment to those around me. I would still be serving my wife. I'd still be serving my kids. Like, I would still be a positive um, person in society, in my life. But we see this progression of sin happening. Blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners. So it starts off with just these little rocks, these little thoughts, unholy thoughts, if you will. But then if we're not careful, those little rocks are going to progress into something bigger. So we go from having this tiny little thought to all of a sudden we're standing now. We're hanging out with the sinners. 
We're beginning to believe and adopt those practices. And then all of a sudden, not only are there just some thoughts, but now there's this kind of big, dirty rock. And all of a sudden, our, our life of holiness, our, our life of uh, refreshment to other people, it's, it's kind of getting tainted. It's kind of getting defiled. We're getting to the point now where if we drank that, it's going to taste a little bitter. Still, for the mo- we're, still, we're still water, but we're still we're getting a little bit more dirty, if you will. And so then we continue on in this verse. It says, Who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, <clears throat> nor sits in the seat of scoffers. And so this progression culminates with this visual of sitting. Um, we can relate that to not only have we been thinking, not only have we been believing in something unholy, <clears throat> but now we are practicing. That little snowball of sin that started out the size of my palm has now evolved and grown into the size of a giant snowman. And so we all of a sudden begin to sit in the way of the scoffers. And our water is just going to get more and more polluted. And so we go from this blessed man whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on that law he meditates day and night. We go from the blessed man who is like a tree planted by streams of water, yielding fruit in its season in contrast with the wicked man, with a life that's kind of polluted. When I think about this new year, we all, pastor all the way to layperson, there's no one excluded from this. Over time, if we are not in a wholehearted pursuit of the Lord, stuff is going to creep into our lives. That is undeniable. I don't care if you are the, the, the Pope. Things creep into our lives and it begins to pollute and dilute. Wickedness creeps in if we are not careful. The blessed man is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers, but the wicked are not so. And so if we aren't careful, gentlemen, unholiness is going to creep into our lives, much like those little rocks just crept into our lives. It didn't really change a whole lot, but they were there. I think of some of the things that creep into my life would be anger and frustration. I think a lot of us would say yes and amen to that. Things like, um, oh, I don't know, having to buy a new air conditioning unit in the middle of summer, Things like discovering mold in your house and then all of a sudden having to deplete your bank accounts to pay for home repairs. Um, Financial situations cause anger and frustration and fighting. Um, uh, Maybe with your spouse or or your soon-to-be spouse, congratulations, something in you, anger arises, frustration, maybe your kids. Maybe your kids have grandkids and you're frustrated that your kids aren't bringing your grandkids to church and all of a sudden there's just this anger and frustration creeps up in us. Maybe something else that creeps into our life that just sets down like those rocks would be laziness. So I don't know if you're retired or if you're still working, but if you work all day, you probably pour yourself out to earn that paycheck. 
you clock in at work and you don't clock out until, well, I mean, some of y'all don't clock out. And then you get home and all you want to do is clock out at home. But then your wife begins to feel neglected. Your kids begin to feel neglected. Your attention is only on yourself and this laziness creeps into our lives. Maybe one of those rocks that creep into and defile our lives is this idea of entitlement. I've worked all day. I deserve to sit on the couch. I deserve to go to bed early and not clean up the house. I deserve this sense of entitlement. Maybe one of the rocks that creeps in is we've just confused our priorities. And maybe it started with something, with something good. Maybe, uh, maybe it was kids' soccer practice or kids' soccer or, or, or some other commitment where all of a sudden it starts off as good, but then it becomes this all-consuming commitment where you're more committed to soccer than you are to the Lord and to serving your family and pointing them towards holiness and godliness. Maybe it's not even something good that you've put at the top of your priority list, maybe you have become the top of your priority list. Your rest, your TV time, your bedtime, how you spend your free time, maybe your priorities have shifted and just drifted ever so slightly over the years and just rocks have been crept in to the living water of your life. What I've learned over the years is we become what we love. If you really think about that, you, be, you are what you love. I minister to teenagers, and when they make dumb decisions, well, it's because, well, they, they don't think most of the time. I'm sure you guys would say an amen to that. But it's because they love what they're doing, whether they'll say it or not. If they stumble into a sin, it's because they love that sin more than holiness. They would never articulate it in that way. But the reality is love had compelled them to do this thing and it got them into trouble. Or passion has compelled them to do this thing and it got them into trouble. Think about yourselves. If you are prone to think of yourself before your spouse or before other people, it's because you love yourself more than other people. I mean, we're, we're all guilty of that. Don't be ashamed. In, we, should, we should all be ashamed, but don't think you're alone in that. We are what we love. Growing up, I played baseball. Baseball was the priority in my life. And now I wasn't a Christian um, until later in my high school years. And so I didn't have anything besides baseball that should have been at the top of my priority. But baseball was my priority. So everything revolved around baseball. My social life submitted to baseball. I wasn't going to participate in certain things if it was going to impact baseball. I was going to work hard in school because I knew if I didn't, it was going to impact baseball. Everything in my life served baseball because I loved baseball. And so now I don't know what it is for, for you guys, but we must keep our priorities in order. What I love about the Psalm 1 passage, it says, blesses the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. This idea of delight indicates a love. If we love the Lord, we delight in the Lord. We obey the Lord. 
We want to follow the Lord. We're willing to wake up early to spend time with the Lord. We delight in the Lord. But unfortunately, what happens over the years is that delight begins to get polluted by thoughts of wickedness, by laziness, by entitlement, by anger and frustration, like the rocks in this. And so then what happens is that delight all of a sudden turns into kind of, well, obligation, duty. We go from this thriving relationship with God where we're waking up early, spending time with the Lord, we're praying with our spouses, we're taking our kids to church, we are urging everyone around us towards holiness, but then over time some rocks drop into the heart of our lives, and then all of a sudden that delight devolves into just a a duty. And Well, if we get to church this week, we get to church this week. We are what we love. This year, with it, with it being 2022 now, and going back to this thought of New Year's resolutions, one of the biggest things that you need to consider is, are you delighting in God? Are you enjoying God? Or do you love God? Is he at the top of your priority list? Or has God just kind of devolved into a duty where you'll make it if you make it? Only you can answer that. And you have to do some honest heart work because honestly, I can't see the rocks. Well, I can't see the rocks in your life, but you know what rocks are there. Maybe your rock isn't anger. Maybe it's something else. Maybe your rock isn't frustration with your spouse. Maybe it's something else. Maybe your uh, rocks in your life are not entitlement, but maybe it's something else. And so if we do want to commit this year to pursuing the Lord more, Guys, we have to get our hands dirty. We have to get those rocks out of our life. And you know what those rocks are. If you want to be like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season, well, guess what? This isn't going to yield much fruit. This is disgusting, dirty water that if I drank this, it's going to pollute me. It's going to pollute those around me. And so we need to do the work of getting the rocks out of our lives so that we can be the blessed man. When I think about this passage, sometimes when I read, I try to consider, how would I share this passage with someone who doesn't even believe in the Lord? And so what this passage does so well is it contrasts a blessed life and a wicked life. And so here's the, the description of a wicked life. It's dead like chaff. If you don't know what chaff is, it's the part of the wheat you try to get rid of because it's useless. The way of the wicked is useless. It's dead. It's fleeting. It does not bring joy to those around them. In contrast with the blessed life, it's nourished and nourishing to those around us. There's life. There's joy. There's delight. There's prosperity. And so if I'm talking to someone who doesn't even know the Lord, I would just put those two options. Do you want to be prosperous or do you want to be driven away by the wind? I don't want to be prosperous. When we talk about blessing, our American context of blessing is that we have the nicest clothes, we have the biggest bank accounts, that we have all the things, we've got the newest Prius, we've got all of these things. But blessing, I'm sorry, man, I know you're new, but that, welcome. (laughs) 
We think blessing is material. We think blessing is circumstantial. But blessing is none of those things. Blessing is having more of the Lord. And so, guys, we can be blessed on our worst days. Why? Because we have the Lord on our worst days. When we have to empty out our bank accounts to buy a new air conditioning unit and to get mold remediation done and to fix whatever problems you have going on in your life, you can still be blessed because you have the Lord. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the, is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. When we contrast the blessed and the wicked, the wicked's thoughts are consumed with selfishness. The blessed man's thoughts are consumed with the Lord and loving other people. We have the contrast of delight and treasure in the blessed life with the contrast of duty and obligation in the way of the wicked. So here's the opportunity for all of us in 2022. If we want to grow closer to the Lord this year, we need to figure out what the way of the wicked has crept in our life. We need to think of the ways that we've been standing with sinners. We need to figure out where we have been sitting with the scoffers. And we need to get our hands dirty, and we need to, by the grace of God, begin to get these things out of our life so that we could once again be a blessing to those around us so that we can live the blessed life. Now, where this illustration breaks down is that water doesn't turn back to clean. But gentlemen, when we do the work of removing sin from our life by the grace of God, the water in our souls becomes clean and living water. And it's only by the grace of God. I, I hope that all of you have a relationship with the Lord. I, I, I don't know all of you. But I do want to invite you, if you have not, to believe in the Lord, to believe in Jesus. Maybe something I said today really kind of struck a nerve and maybe you realized holy cow, my life is filled with rocks. My life is unprosperous. I don't have the Lord. My wife hates me because of my selfishness. My friends, they've abandoned me because I've just become so self-centered. Guys, only the Lord can help you do this hard work of getting those things out of your life and refreshing your soul and giving you a new life. And so, I realize all of you are grown men with careers. My father-in-law is a grown man with a career, and he came to know the Lord last year. Fifty-something years old. It is not too late for you or one of your co-workers or one of your friends or people in your community to come to know Jesus and to begin to uproot the anger, the frustration, the entitlement, the selfishness from our lives. That's the challenge for us this year, gentlemen. If we, want to be, if we want to be the blessed man that's planted like a tree by streams of water, let's uproot the ways of the wicked. Let's no longer stand in the, in the, seat, in the presence of sinners, and let's not sit in the seat of scoffers, but let's delight on the law of the Lord, 
and meditate on what is good and holy and righteous. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We confess that we all have some rocks in our lives. We've all got some rocks that have begun to pollute certain areas of our lives. And Lord, I pray that if Psalm 1 has spoken to our hearts this morning, that we would look to you to uplift and to work out those rocks from our lives so that we can live the blessed life, so that we can be a blessing to other people, so that we can have delight in your holy and precious name, so that we can love our wives better, so that we can love our kids and our grandkids better, so that you can be glorified in our lives. We love you, Lord. We need you. It's in your son's name, by the spirit we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Men's Bible Study. For more information about Cottonwood Creek Church, visit cottonwoodcreek.org. That's cottonwoodcreek.org.